0: Well, hey guys, welcome to the Bowhunting Soul podcast. Thanks for joining me again. Um, sorry, this episode is a little bit late in coming out. I've just been super busy, uh, just like everybody, everybody else. Uh, turn of the turn of the new year. Today is inauguration day for our. Uh, uh, well, you know, for that guy. I, I I can't even I can't even bring myself to say his, his name. It's just so screwed up what's going on in the last, last six six seven eight months or whatever. But anyway, I'm uh, going to grin and bear it for the next four years and um, hold on to your guns and ammo because, uh, yeah, I think all kinds of... Bad regulations and things like that are going to come down the pike here that uh, we're freedom loving people are not going to be happy with so but anyway, uh, I promised I wouldn't get too negative in the last episode. So I'm not going to do that. I'm looking forward to a great 2021. Uh, Like I said, I've started a new job. Uh, That's going great. Um, learning a lot. It is vastly different than my old job, than what I used to do, and that's fine. Um, lots of opportunity here for growth, lots of opportunity to learn, and uh, I'm home. I'm home every night. Uh, I've got kind of some weird shifts here and there, but uh, I'm definitely home every night, and I'm enjoying it. So that, that part's going good. Uh, we'll see what happens with uh, everything else, with how it affects uh, hunting. we got turkey season coming up here in a couple few months, which is awesome. we got something to look forward to. Um, so I hope you guys are are getting out I hope you guys are I think by the time this comes out everyone's hunting season's probably done unless you're going to go down south uh to some of these you know late January into February kind of uh seasons and I, I don't I, I, I would be talking out of my ass if I even said what states those were because I don't know you know I know people chase coos deer and that kind of stuff uh in, in the southwest and uh I know you know a lot of guys go you know pig hunting down south and that kind of stuff I didn't get to go chance to go pig hunting this year that's okay um you know i'm gonna try and make the best opportunities uh come about when, when or, or take advantage of them when, when i can so so for right now i'm just focusing on my new life let's just say uh at home and it's uh it's, everything's always a transition so it's been going good so i'm really happy with that and i hope you guys's new year is also going equally uh equally well so don't fret too much um yeah, again, bad news politically, but, uh, you know, I, I, I think I think we'll get through this. I, you know, we, we have to, right? Right? Yeah. Okay, let's go with that. So anyway, uh, today I've got uh, a guy I've been following, him and his son, actually, I've been following him for, for quite a while. And I was actually really embarrassed to talk to him today because I said, you know what? I've been following you for years, and I don't even know your name. Um, so his name is Tarl. And uh, he runs Gunshy Archery. If you guys uh, go on YouTube, it's the Gunshy Archery uh, YouTube channel. Uh, they're Trad Life TV on Instagram, and uh, they live in Saskatchewan. And uh, you know he makes uh, Gunshy Archery. It makes uh, makes quivers, so that's his uh, his business making quivers. And you know he he films uh, you know pretty much all of his hunts. Uh, shoots mostly traditional bow now, though he you know he. You know, we, we talked about you know, him shooting compounds and things like that. Um, his son hunts and you know you can get to see all that, all that footage all those, all those cool videos and stuff on, on, on the YouTube channel. So um, he's a guy I really kind of wanted to talk to for a while. Um, again, we don't really interact like too much, you know, on, on Instagram He's just is just you know, somebody that, that I always, you know, like the videos and send a comment, you know, here and there, that kind of thing. And um, he's just, you know, just like with, with a lot of you guys out there. It's um, just somebody that I wanted to get to know better. You know, you can o- your your circle of uh, um, not influence, but circle of of, of friends, let's say, or, or of interesting people that you wanna you wanna get to know more about should always be you know increasing. I think anyway. So and I was really happy to uh, to talk to him. And the good thing is, of course, he was Central Time which worked out fantastic because again, I could record uh, late at night, well, nine o'clock at night without having to worry too much about, you know, asking someone to stay up late. So we had a really good conversation. We talked about, um, you know, how he grew up hunting. We talked about you know, hunting in Canada and Saskatchewan, the, speci- the species that he chases, uh, his, his history, uh, you know, family life, his business, just, you know, the, the kind of things he looks for uh, in, in a bow. We kind of touch on all kinds of, all kinds of things that we normally talk about in one of these kind of, um, you know, get, get to know you kind of BS sessions. So, uh, really enjoy talking to him and, uh, definitely go follow him. Like I said, on, um, gun shy archery, gun shy archery, sorry, YouTube channel and Instagram again is trad life TV. And that's, uh, that's what they're on. Definitely go check out the Bowhunting Soul YouTube channel. I'm still putting up uh, videos on there. Uh, can't even remember what I what, what, what I put on there. I think I did like a follow-up video on my my UPS gig there that I did through September. Uh, I did something on a grinder. You know, just just kind of you know reviews and things like that. Not a whole lot of outdoor shooting going on right now. Uh, just because of time-wise. So I'm trying to make the best of uh, any videos that I can make and get out any kind of information or first-hand experience with any products that that I do have. So if you're interested in that kind of stuff, please go check it out and uh, like, share, and subscribe. So anyway, I've talked long enough. Uh, Without further ado, uh, this is uh, Tarl Rygon. I think I said his last name correctly. I hope I did. Tarl, I'm sorry if I screwed it up again from uh, Gunshy Archery. Thanks for listening. Here we there you go. go, starting recording, yeah. Welcome. So, uh, yeah, we, we've been talking for a few minutes here, and uh, I guess I was just going to have you like introduce yourself, and uh, we'll kind of get rolling from there.
1: Yeah, sounds good. My name's uh, Tarl Frigon, and uh, I own Gun Charter Products, basically. Um, established in 2008, so we've been around for, that, 12, 13 years or something like that, and uh-huh. uh, Yeah. That's, that's about it. It's been a long haul. I'll tell you that.
0: <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Any kind of business is tough. Yeah. I'm guessing, you know, especially yeah. in such a niche, uh, oh, yeah. you know, yeah. That so, uh, go, why don't we, you know, we can just, we can just jump right into that too, because, um, we got so much to talk about. Mm-hmm. Um, I've been following you guys, uh, your channel for quite a while I've been stuff for quite a while and I follow you on Instagram. And I mean, you, you you hunt primarily with a traditional bow. I don't think I've ever seen you hunt, hunt with anything else, right?
1: Uh, yeah. Well, I got a couple of videos. Like, I mean, I shot trad bow years and years ago, and then you get into compounds because it's just more efficient. You you, mm-hmm. you, want, you want everybody wants to be successful, so a good way to be successful is not starting with a recurve, right? <laughs> you know. Yeah. Nothing like handicapping yourself right off the bat, but yeah, you no know, shot. Lots of critters with the compound and, uh, yeah, it's, it's fine. There's nothing wrong with it. It's just, you know, going traditional only is it's kind of like, I don't know. There's just any, every, everything's a trophy, like even a squirrel, you know what I mean? Like
2: mm-hmm.
1: it's, if you hit the yellow at a target, it's like, wow, man, that was awesome. And if you miss the yellow with the compound, it's like, what did I do? You know, it's like,
2: yeah,
0: two
1: different things
0: i keep saying my crowning achievement so far um with any success i've had with the traditional bow is one carp that's all i've shot it oh, was really that, that's my yes that's it i'm still i'm still trying this year I, I really didn't get out much i got out for like a total of like three and a half four days total um and i did get something in rifle season with with an old battle rifle that i have but uh yeah it's it's been it's been pretty tough with uh Man, just, every, I mean, I hate to blame it, you know, but like, like COVID and just everything changing and, and, and people's yeah. schedules and, and, and work and, you know, oh, yeah. dad life and all that kind of stuff, you yeah. know, and, and you're a father and, you know, you get that. So, um, so, so you guys are in Saskatchewan, right? So you're yeah. born and raised Saskatchewan, right? Yeah. Uh, wh- whereabouts? In Regina, southern Saskatchewan. So, okay. Yeah.
2: So,
0: uh, um, a lot so of good we, bear hunting, huh?
1: Yeah, not, not right around home, but yeah, we travel about four hours for that. So we go south for mule deer. We've got whitetail right around home and whitetail up north and elk up north. And, you know, there's elk down south. There's a lot more elk down south now that you have to get drawn for.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: You know, Specific zones for draw, even moose. You know, lots of, lots of the bigger animals are hitting the farmland and creating more opportunity for draw tags. Right. So it's, mm-hmm. it's pretty cool. But like, I had no uh, idea like, honestly, you had elk
0: there, so I interrupt you. I yeah. didn't know you had elk there. All those other animals you listed, you know, it's it's kind of yeah, okay, that, that's 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 Canadian, yeah. right? I mean, yeah. that screams Canada. But I, I I knew Alberta had had you know like pockets of elk, you know, and I well, had no yeah. idea Saskatchewan. Did. Yeah, there's yeah.
1: there's yeah. decent elk here. Yeah, I mean, it's years ago it was a lot better than it is now, right? It's they're getting harder to find, but in like southern Saskatchewan where we mule deer hunt, there is tons of elk like and you have to have so many draw tags before they'll open up an actual season for it like an over-the-counter season so the southern zones are just strictly draw you know and i basically i haven't been putting in for draws because i never have the time to go hunt regular seasons anyway so if i if i was drawn you know then you're soaking up other time to go you know for a draw tag that you have to go because you're drawn mm-hmm. which is a good problem to have i guess you know so we just we we basically only started putting in for a draw like two three years ago you know mm-hmm. since we've been going down for mule deer you can just buy a tag for mule deer over the counter and then we're seeing all these elks and man we should start putting in for the draw back there is big elk like you know 350s easily so Ooh, yeah even and if I was to get drawn, I probably would end up taking a rifle. I wouldn't, uh, you know, shy against it, you know, kind of a once in a lifetime tag. So I was
0: going to say, is it, uh, uh, is it like, like really one, like, is it like really only once in a lifetime you know, or is it oh, just one of those ones like hard really to, hard to draw? Yeah.
1: It's just really hard because of the popularity of it and the animals are so big everybody's putting in, right. So yeah. Chances of getting drawn twice or, I mean, I'm sure if you put the time in and you
0: know yeah it might it might happen so yes. did you um uh, so growing up hunting i mean did you, did you come up from a a hunting family you know as, as yeah. a kid it was did your family do that
1: yeah yeah my i'm the youngest of nine nine kids in the family and i'm the oh. youngest and it was hunting was like you went and got meat right mm-hmm. you know like dad would He always say, like, why are are you wasting your time bow hunting when you can just, you know, come with me and we'll go get a we'll go get your deer and you can be back at school before, before school starts kind of thing. You know, he always said that, that they would just, he would take the boys and they'd take a day off school, go get their deer and come back and go back to school. That was just the way it was. And they weren't trophy hunting or nothing like that. It was just like, go get your deer and, you know, back to business. Right. So. So what
0: sparked a passion for you, then, to be uh, a little more of you know, involved in the chase of it all?
1: I don't know. I don't know. It's just way more fun, way more challenging. I never really got into the rifle thing. And um, I think I might have shot one deer, one or two deer with a rifle. Mm-hmm. And it was like, yeah, that's not really for me. Like, when they're, like, old school way of hunting was you just push bush, right? You put a couple guys at the end and, you know guys just walk through the bush pushing bush deer come running out and they shoot it that's mm-hmm. that's just not that ain't right in my opinion but yeah that's not really hunting that's just again going and getting groceries kind of thing right but,
2: right
0: but, yeah it's yeah. amazing how um just like there's this like in in the hunting space right i mean even even broken up between rifles and archery uh or any other weapon there's there's so much like um i guess like i'm gonna call it i don't know not 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 like a legacy history right for the way like things are done you know like what you're talking about you know we call them deer drives right i don't know if they call them deer drives up there but they're deer drives and it's uh you know it's typically the the rifle hunters that do that and it's down here too it's it's a very popular thing in minnesota Mm -hmm. wisconsin that kind of stuff um yeah well it is effective and it's part of You know, like deer camp, you know, we have like, like deer camps up here. And, you know, those are the people, again, nothing against them, because, you know, I like participating in, quote unquote, deer camp, too, although I really don't get to. But, um, you know, it's, it's, it's the culture, it's, it's, you know, the camp itself is the hunting experience and then getting the deer right. is kind of yeah. almost secondary to the, you know, like I'm not a like big drinker or anything like that, but I mean, you, you know, the stories, right. You go to deer camp, you know, drink beer yeah. or whatever. And then, you know, and then that, yeah. and that's like their one weekend a year, maybe two weekends a year. Um, and that's just yeah. things that they've always done. You know, they do the deer drives yeah. or grandpa always sits in one stand and that's uncle Lou's stand over there. And, <laughs> you know, and it never changes. Yeah. So, yeah. and then, and then there's what, you know, what, we i would say like to do which is you know kind of try and chase them one-on-one and be you know be more you know go after more in in a more mobile fashion instead of you know you know 10 guys in a field you know pushing stuff so yeah there's it's all kinds you know so when was the first time you picked up a bow then
1: uh well my brother's bow hunted you know classic uh dukes of hazard type stuff right you know (laughs) those guys got a they got a lot of people into archery you know and then and of course it's addicting and stuff like that so Mm -hmm. i basically learned how to shoot poorly you know what i mean like Mm -hmm. there was no real technique or nothing like that here's a bow wooden riser with wheels and you know point it that way and shoot Right. The first time I pulled it back, I, I'm like surprised I was able to pull it back. And my it was my brother's bow, let's say 50 pound bow, I, I don't even know. Get it back, and I just drive fired right in front of him. Boom! <laughs> He's like, Oh, no, no, you can't do that. I'm like, Well, how do I know? Right? I'm like, It's pretty loud. <laughs> He's like, No, no, you, yeah. can't, you can't do that. And it, it didn't blow up or nothing like that because uh, who knows why it didn't, but it's steel cables and you know, just archaic nowadays but uh
2: mm-hmm.
1: and then you learn how to just fling arrows it, not there was zero accuracy yeah. you know my brothers didn't use sights they just pull back and shot and instinctive and they would shoot well but they had 20 years on me kind of thing right so when i started going and then my dad always said you know don't rely on your brothers for their stuff let's just get you your own stuff so then we started just buying bows my first actual bow i bought off my teacher Back in the day, right? It was an old Easton Apple like looking I don't even know what it was called. You know, and uh again it was a boat anchor, cast riser, you know, round wheels and top of the line stuff, right? Right. And uh yeah, just started but it was it was my dad telling me to just do it, do your own thing. Don't worry about what your brothers are doing. Just do your own thing, get your own stuff and don't rely on don't rely on them for You know, helping you practice and stuff like that. Just, just do your own practicing and stuff like that. He never bow hunted. He, he was again, he was a rifle guy, but didn't really, wasn't a big hunter. Hunter. He liked hunting ducks and geese and stuff like that. So when I grew up, he was older, right? so I was, he when I was born, he was I think 45, let's say. You know, okay. I I was I was born way late in, in his fathering career, let's say. And, uh, mm-hmm. so when I grew up, he was basically done, done hunting, done, done deer hunting. That is, I mean, we would just right. birds, right. Cause it's just, I don't know why he just didn't want to go deer hunting anymore. You know, kind of grew out of it. And, uh, so we did bird hunting and stuff like that. And yeah, like when we go, when I go deer hunting, he would drive me to the bush and I'd go into bush and sit in a tree stand and he would just drive a couple miles down the road and sit on the road and wait till sunset and pick me up so it's pretty cool you know that's and that's how we that's a kind of how i got started hunting right you know not ground blind with bait and stuff like that which you can do in, in saskatchewan which i do i do that now and i should have back then my success rate probably would have been a little bit higher but yeah like i just can sit on a trail and hope for the best right you know you shoot deer but not it's not like Like, down in the States, you got to shoot, like, 10 deer to get a buck tag, don't you? Like, some some places, they just got so many deer. It's not like that here in, in Saskatchewan. Up north, yeah, you get pockets of big and lots of deer, but every show that you see on TV, it's all bait, right? In Saskatchewan, they're baiting. That's bottom line. They might not say it, but they are. You know, that's the reality. You know? And I bait, too. It's legal. You can do it, and that's how you get multiple deer on camera and stuff like that is is you put bait out and attractants and stuff like that so you know people want to come up and hunt Canada or or, uh, Saskatchewan and you're going to get big deer coming to baits in the forest and it's legal so people do it
0: There we go. Sorry, I think I might. I think I muted my microphone there, so now I got all that. No, that's fine. It kept me from interrupting you. Um, <laughs> <laughs> so um, yeah, so is, is that is that big up there then? Because I mean, speaking of, oh, speaking yeah. of cultures, right? I mean, we, we yeah. talk about baiting. Like some some places just have. I mean, that's just what it is. And no matter what the laws change to, like Michigan, for example, right? I've never set foot foot in Michigan, but I mean, if you follow you know deer hunting Michigan, it's the same like huge rich uh, history and you know they've baited forever and they yeah. outlawed baiting and if you listen to anybody who lives up there you walk into the woods and there's still giant corn piles everywhere over ladder stands. you know what i mean it's just and you know like try and stop me kind of thing this yeah. is the way it's done you know mm-hmm. um so is it uh is it like the way to do it up there in oh, saskatchewan yeah. or absolutely. that's kind of like the
1: absolutely. thing absolutely Absolutely. Yeah. like we uh when we went this year, like when my, my buddy Murray, Murray Selby, we go up north. Um, we're trying to go once a year now. Take a couple, couple, five days and go back in the forest in the winter, prime rut and rattle. Rattle in deer. Not sit over a bait, you know, and stuff like that, but rattle in deer. And uh, it's more exciting. It's more challenging. It's just super fun right you you we quad in or a snowmobile in set up camp sleep in a tent with a with a um a stove and uh get up in the morning you know no rush it's basically a vacation then we go Mm -hmm. skiing ski up to wherever we want to hunt and then uh rattle rattle for 20 minutes and then ski to another spot and rattle and ski to another spot and rattle and yeah you get deer coming in it's pretty cool like they're not monsters every time but you know we've seen some big ones but uh bait hunting is you're selective you you got target animals and stuff like that where traditional guys don't really care about that you know i mean i guess you're paying four or five thousand dollars to come up and shoot a deer yeah you want it to be you know big decent deer that you can brag about kind of thing right Mm
2: -hmm. because
1: dropping some loot on it so but yeah, I mean, I, I'm not saying there's anything wrong with that. I I hunt like that around town here. It's it's effective, absolutely. You know, we had we had giants on camera when back in the heyday of Saskatchewan. Like there was tons of deer, and then we had bad winters, and you know, there goes all your deer. So, but yeah, th- th- like there's nothing wrong with baiting. They're trying to get rid of it, kind of thing, because of the chronic wasting and stuff like that. They're saying baiting is one way to transmit it and stuff like that so i don't know i don't know how around. big
0: is uh cwd of an issue up there not, now that we've got kinda...
1: it? it's in pockets i guess like i'm not really up and up on it but uh they're always saying you should get your gear tested and get your gear tested and stuff like that so i don't know i don't know numbers yeah um, are
0: you, are you hunting on, uh, a private or, or a public or like how, yeah, how's the situation it, there it's for private. you? It's
1: like around town here, like I, I hunt maybe 25 kilometers or whatever, 20 miles away and it's private land, like family, friends for 20 plus years kind of thing. Okay. And it's all posted and stuff like that, but. And is that, uh, like
0: kind of permanent stands or do you, do you move around on there or, or do you I just kind of move kinda... around,
1: you know, depending on where, what crop is, where, and we're trying to do a little bit more scouting every year. And now this zone was open for mule deer. So it kind of worked out that, that, that area holds mule deer as well. So they, it's combination, it's uh half section basically of pasture and cropland. So it's good for everything basically, you know.
0: Do they um, speaking of mule deer and because because obviously like you live in an area where they kind of share habitat right you say they kind of cross over a little bit I mean there's there's defined the yeah. pockets you said up north of whitetail and south mule deer but there's got to be like a blending zone somewhere right so when oh, yeah, you get it right,
1: right around town here right around old, town. Yeah.
0: So yeah. when you get a tag for a deer, do they, do you have to differentiate the species or do they say, okay, yeah. well, people might make a mistake, so we don't want to make criminals out of them for accidentally shooting a white tail that might look like a muley, or do you have to definitely follow, like, I get a mule deer yeah. tag or I get a whitetail tag?
1: Exactly. It's, you get a one, you get one archery mule deer tag and it's good for Saskatchewan, basically, but you only get one. Okay. Red. Right. So there's different zones that are open for mule deer
2: mm-hmm. and
1: whitetail as well. Like there's zones that are designated for white tails and you can shoot an either sex or uh, an antlerless and it's specific zones right so right and the zone that we're in right now um it has mule deer and white tail like it's open to both archery
0: okay it's a little easier to tell um especially if you don't you know hunt those areas often or or you know you're not exposed to mule deer because i'm not i've never gone mule deer hunting but just looking at pictures you know or watching shows yeah. um it's a little easier to to distinguish obviously with with uh w- with, the, with the bucks but sometimes you know you'll see like pictures of of uh the does and it's like okay is that a white tail or is that a mule deer you know yeah. what i mean and I, I guess, I, I don't know, to, to my eye, it's just not trained enough. You know what I mean? I'm sure yeah. there's someone listening going, oh, duh, they're so easy yeah. to tell yeah. apart. You know, it's yeah. like some people say, well, I don't know a moose from an elk.
1: Well, how can you not? You know, yeah. but. Yeah. And that's kind of what it is. And I'm trying to educate my boy too, right? Like, you know, he's like, oh, that, that looks like a white tail. I'm like, well, no, it's got, it's gray and it has huge ears and a big white rump. Well, it's a white tail. I'm like, no, a white rump is, you know, a mule deer and a white under the tail and tail rises and it's white. That's a white tail. Okay. You know okay so trying to educate. Yeah, Cause mule deer have the bigger, floppier ears, right? They're not really floppy, but yes, they're bigger for sure, Bigger. but they're not really floppy. You know.
0: They're, what are the sizes of some of these animals? I'm not talking antler
1: size, but yeah, um, floppy, the, body mass. Yeah. They're big. Body some, mass. some get big. Yeah. Like this year, like, wow. Like we went mule deer hunting down South and I, stocked up on a white tail because i knew where we where we hunt mule deer there is a big white tail there like there's mm-hmm. good white tail i wouldn't say big but really decent white tail right and when they bed up there's this it's a huge pasture we're in and it's in valleys and stuff like that so we, we perch on the highest valley and we're glassing and stuff like that and i see a white tail come in and i'm like i'm gonna i'm gonna shoot that white tail because he's super nice and it's super windy and i know he's gonna bed down so i put the mule deer on hold and we were glassing all nice mule deer and i just focused on his white tail and he walks into this you know buck brush this sagey stuff that's you know three feet four feet tall and he beds down and i'm like hey i'm gone i'm going for him because they only bed down for a little while then they'll get up and they'll move to another spot and bed down for the entire day mm-hmm. right so they'll bed down for a little bit right off the bat and then they'll move around to sun themselves or whatever right so i want to get there and be there for when he stood up and I got there and I got sick about six yards from him I ranged the tree he was in and he was bedded right behind the tree so even if he stood up I couldn't get a shot so I
2: mm-hmm.
1: I just had to play it out right and it was super windy and he couldn't hear me and I, it was perfect I got right in on him you know I had to use my binoculars through my phone so I can get some video of him through the trees because I couldn't really focus on him but eventually he heard one little noise which is ridiculous and then he stood up and he faced me and then he bolted away Ugh. but he was he was like a 300 pound deer like he was a monster deer that's kind of Jeez. why i wanted to go after him he was just huge like way bigger than the mule deer like he was he was big yeah and, and they call that
0: was, uh, what smart. is it bergman Ber- I'm, try- I'm trying to to get all fancy here trying to get all steve ranella but um it's it's, it's called what Ber- bergman's rule i think it's called right where like the more north you go um the bigger the body mass of a certain species has to be right so that's why I like, like like f- yeah just just for heat retention i think or whatever what yeah. that that's that's the extent of the scientific the biology that i know oh, of it yeah, but yeah. that's why I like florida deer or like 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 key like you know florida keys deer like way down south or yeah. some of the ones down in like alabama whatever they're way smaller than you know what you get like these saskatchewan bruisers you know and it's kind of funny that you said um when you said down south you know down south you (laughs) is still like way north for me and i'm minnesota and and for me is way north for somebody else you know Mm -hmm. so I, i i just i just always picture and, and maybe it's just, you know, too, too, watching too much Outdoor Channel back in the day, you know, and I, I don't mm-hmm. anymore. But um, when someone says they're hunting Saskatchewan, I have this image of this 300-pound minimum, just yeah. bruiser, you know, bulked up, you know, like fat,
1: like like
0: right. fatted up, but not like a fat deer. But I'm just like I'm just a bruiser of a deer, you know, just hulking yeah. mass of like, uh, you know – i don't know i I think it's so cool you know i have the image of like like crystal clear snow and like you know vapor coming out of its nose you know kind of thing the iconic of it that it just gets me chills i love that i love that you know i'm not i'm not into antlers but i I love like big animals yeah yeah
1: (laughs) and the animals are so big to make the antlers look average right and then after you shoot it's like Um, wow that's you know that's pretty good deer yeah you know yeah huge, huge bodies make them look a little bit smaller and like yeah like you're saying that majestic Picture perfect image. We kind of had that this year when we we're rattling, you know, rattled one in and it uh, kind of caught us off guard. We rattled for like two hours, let's say, because we were in a decent spot. So we pitted in and rattled for a while. And then basically, when we were getting ready to leave, this deer comes basically trotting right into us, you know, and we never got a shot because we weren't ready and it kind of hurt my buddy move and oh, just, but that's just the way it is, you know, you never, you never know where or when they're going to come in and that's the beauty of going up north um rattling is uh they're just everywhere right you can rattle two minutes here and they'll, they'll be in instantly or you know two hours and then they'll still come in or they'll sneak in and you don't even you don't even hear them or nothing you know yeah. little guys little guys usually just come ripping right in right but the bigger ones uh, we had i had a really really good one this year at like 150, 200 yards, about 150 yards through a big open clearing. And it's, you know, it's winter, it's frosty, it's a little bit of snow coming down. And I look in the, in the distance, I'm like, oh, look, there's a moose. I'm like, Bo. My boy's name is Bo, by the way. I'm like, hey, Bo, look, there's a moose. So I get out this, I let out this, this big moose call. And he picks his head up and it's this big, big white tail, <laughs> big square racked white tail, big white patch in the throat. And I'm like, oh, my God, he's huge. And then he turned broadside and he just kind of was walking slow and he didn't, he didn't come running to the antlers, but he went all the way around us kind of thing. And he was, yeah, he was plenty big that one, but he never did come running in. He must not have been running right up, right?
0: Maybe, or maybe he's just smart. He's like, yeah, eh, let the little smart. ones go and fight
1: and, but you know,
0: lose their energy and I'll go breed the females, you know?
1: He, he must have heard, uh, he must have heard moose before because he picked his head up and looked and. Didn't get spooked or nothing like that, but that was that was something else. I thought for That's sure neat. it was a moose, yeah. Um,
0: so rattling is pretty effective for you up there or is that just yeah, a technique it's,
1: you like? It's it's good. It's really good, yeah. Yeah, yeah you just have to time it right. You just have to be in the right spot at the right time, kind of thing. And and you know what? Wind direction did not matter this year at all. At all. Like I had we had a deer come in right behind me, like fifteen yards, totally downwind. Like I, I basically backed myself up to a, a fallen down spruce and his deer came downwind behind the spruce to me so I couldn't shoot I could have picked a little tiny spot to shoot through but I didn't want to you know risk it so I whistled at my boy and I'm pointing at the deer and I look back and the deer is staring at me and then he started walking further downwind which was going right to my my boy and mm-hmm. he ended up getting a shot it was, so it was perfect right hmm must that have been
0: scary. love struck or something
1: yeah, oh yeah, for sure. I'll run it right up, like, and uh, huge body, like really good body. And I'm I'm actually editing that video, kind of as we speak here. It's, oh yeah, it takes forever to you know, build quivers and all that good stuff, and still try to edit videos. You know. Yeah. Squeezing it all in. Yeah. Uh, no, man. he he smoked that deer, and it it went 40 yards and died, and we went over there, and I'm he he's like, yeah, I smoked him perfect, you know. I'm like, did you? <laughs> did you really? Because <laughs> you, when you shoot something, you're like, oh, yeah, I smoked them perfect. And then it's
0: like... Yeah, down in 20. Yeah.
1: <laughs> exactly. Wait, where'd you go? <laughs> yeah. And, yeah. You know, in your mind, you drilled them. But in reality, it's all liver. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And then it's mm-hmm. the next day kind of thing. Or you bump them. Or, you know, you always want to be cautious and careful. You don't want to waste it, out. So.
2: Yeah, it, it's
0: crazy. Like, last year, I... Um, I shot a pig down in Florida, and uh, it was with my compound. And uh, unfortunately, after wounding one with with my Kodiak Magnum, because I took both down there. um, But anyway, so in my mind, it was a perfect, perfect double lung, you know, I mean, in and out, just perfect shot, right? And it still took us like an hour to find the thing. You know, it only went like 80, 90 yards. But, uh, you know, down there, it's like... You know, they they disappear under Palmettos the size of a coffee table. You know, this is like a hundred, like a genuine like 120 pound. You know, sow like not yeah. not not an internet 120, but it was actually you know. So, um, but yeah, but looking at the the damage, you know i guess she started to turn and i had no idea and i've I've shot pigs before but it was the first time like really like bow hunting for him i've shot a bunch with rivals you know and that doesn't you know count really when you're talking about it i had no idea that they could spin around Mm -hmm. and duck and try and duck the arrow so fast i mean this thing like almost did it so i got lucky i did get double lung but i got the back of both lungs actually i got the back of the left side lung and you know went through the right side i clipped the back of that one but of of the of the entry side but to my mind it was standing just just a teensy teensy bit quartering away, and it was and it, the arrow was zipped through it without mm-hmm. without the thing moving. When I looked at it on video, yeah. and I didn't yeah. and I didn't have it in slow mo mode. It was just on my iPhone, you know, and I should. have – But the basically it starts to turn quite a bit, like
2: as soon as uh, probably
0: yeah. yeah, like like an arrow an arrow lengths distance away and you know, like one whole arrow length distance away from that they're actually getting to the thing it's already starting to like like completely yeah. turn around and turn inside out i couldn't believe it and i'm like well, i had no idea crazy. these little things yeah. could move that
2: fast yeah
0: yeah so yeah it it's it, it's it definitely um the, the video thing oh, um, well, awesome. it, it helps tremendously, and all yeah. I do is you know mine is on an iPhone. Like I I, I do any of stuff for my YouTube or whatever, any of the those you know, things I film. It's all yeah. on my iPhone. I don't really have the money to invest into like a you know fancy camera and this that and the other. But um, although I did get a GoPro Hero Seven Black for Christmas, and that was totally unexpected, so I'm pretty psyched about that. <laughs> yeah,
2: you know. That good.
0: Yeah. But how how long ago did you start filming? Like when did you, when did you decide like Hey, I'm gonna either film this for personal reasons or yeah. i'm going to start a youtube channel what's what's how did that come about
1: well it kind of it. nothing was like oh let's let's start a youtube channel and and this and that it was like we should have we need to promote products and the best way to do it would be on youtube right and that's basically how we started was just you know, the first video was a moose hunt. Went down, my buddy got drawn, and we went down and called the moose, and he shot it. And it was, you know, it was fun. It's fun putting it together, and and it was like, wow, this is this is this is kind of fun. You got to see, you know, where the where the deer, you know, where the animal gets shot, and you can, you know, replay it and relive it. And We, I mean, we, everybody messes around with video cameras, kind of growing up and stuff like mm-hmm. that. And we never really put any effort into it, you know. But, you know, as opposed like. set set camera guy and stuff like that you know we might take turns but then you're you're wasting somebody's hunt right if somebody's coming up two guys take five days to hunt and you're gonna take turns being camera guys now you're only hunting for two and a half days each Mm -hmm. and you Mm -hmm. booked five days off work so it's not conducive to you know killing deer in your five days because you only got two and a half days to do it if you're if you're sharing camera time kind of thing but right. starting starting YouTube channel is strictly for advertising. Same as my Instagram and stuff like that. It's it's you know it's cool. It's social media. Like I'm off. We're kind of off Facebook because it was I don't know. But like say no more. Yeah. <laughs> Everybody know,
0: understands, it,
1: <laughs> especially nowadays. Everyone understands. Yeah, it's like it was it was too personal. Yeah. You know my buddies are like hey did you see what my wife posted i'm like no man i didn't you know you know i do not want to hurt feelings and stuff like that but it, that's kind of what it became right yeah and my buddy says hey you should try instagram it's, it's really specific it's specific for what you want to follow and what you want to see and stuff like that If you want to follow buddies and stuff and i'm like yeah i'm not really into social media kind of thing and then he's like, oh, you should check it out. You know, if you want to follow bow hunting, you can follow bow hunting or trad bows and this and that. There's a lot of cool stuff on there. So then we started started our Instagram, and Instagram took off. Like, you know, I started my my gun-shy account again, strictly for advertising and yeah. marketing and stuff like that. And uh then our videos, you know, we kind of picked up picked up steam with our videos. And so I started up a trad life tv Instagram, and that's basically what our videos are called, is Trad Life TV. Um, And that's what the YouTube is called too, right? Yeah, yeah, it's it's Chad Life, but it's uh, it's on my Gunshy Archery page.
0: But but the YouTube channel though, right? It's not under Gunshy, is it? Yeah,
1: yeah, the YouTube channel is under Gunshy Archery. Yeah.
0: Is it? Yeah. It's not that I don't believe you. I'm sitting there like thumbing right now going, <laughs> I'm like, I'm like, what? Cause I was, I was just on it the other day, but I mean, you got a lot of stuff on there. Oh, I was going to ask you, I want to, I want to get to your products and stuff like uh, right quick around the corner here. But before I forget, um, pigs, do you guys, cause you have some pig hunting videos up there Yeah,
1: like that's, and
0: that's... it's in the snow and I'm like, they're not traveling any, they're not
1: traveling <laughs> South. So what's that about? It's well, it's a hunt farm, right? Yeah. He raises, he raises, he has, Redmond Trophy Big Game Hunts. And he's got buffalo, elk, deer, and wild boars. Okay. Different different areas, right? Like where we hunt the boars, it's like uh hundred acres of bush and swamp and valleys and stuff like that. It's it's pretty awesome. And it's not like a canned hunt where it's like, hey, you want to shoot a pig, let's go shoot a pig. Mm-hmm. Like the guy there's guys that go in there with with muzzle loaders and don't walk out of there with a pig. Right. Okay. So it's not like it's super easy. We make it look easy on TV.
2: <laughs> yeah.
1: You know, but no, it's, you know, it's, I've, I've gone there every year since I was like 20 years old kind of thing. Like been there for every year. Like it's, it's awesome place to go. It's like, he's got, um, you know, Russian Razorback wild boars or whatever you want to call them. Like they're, they're
0: yeah, cool. they were like the real
1: deal. Yeah. From, so yeah. like the way a lot of guys are, like, oh, well it's canned hunt. It's expensive and this and that. But where where else can you do it? Where else can you possibly go hunt a a wild boar like that, Mm -hmm. you know, for that amount of money? You know what I mean? Like you you be going traveling way down into the states somewhere, and and you know be be two grand just to get where you want to go. Right. You know, I mean it's not two thousand dollars to go shoot a pig. It's so much a pound live weight. So you shoot a hundred pound pig, it might be I don't know three hundred and fifty bucks or whatever he's charging now. I don't even know right but it's it's cheap if you if you think about it that way and it's like three days you know so you spend a 100 bucks a day big deal yeah like it's a vacation you know yeah it's cheaper than for
0: you getting on a plane and flying to florida or georgia or something yeah yeah absolutely no i mean i i have no issue with with you know Um, I mean, I've done enough like, you know, canned hunts for, you know, for pig myself, like I said, in Florida. I mean, and they're over a feeder like in in any of the places like they're actually, you know, one place I did it was it was pretty much fenced in. I mean, I'll be honest with that one. But the, the one place I normally go, it's not. But I mean, the pigs don't go anywhere. They come every day to the same damn feeders. Right. You know what I mean? So yeah. I'm, not, I'm not kidding myself. Like, oh, yeah, they're, you know, they're free range, but, you know, yeah. they know where they're fed, you know? Yeah. Um, and next if they all hang out with finish. George and Bob and all of a sudden Bob falls down in a pool of blood, well, they come back the next day anyway. They don't care. Yeah. Yeah. You know, so,
2: because yeah,
0: they're I, I, because they're pigs and they're, yeah, they're just, they're, they're little assholes is what they are yeah. to each other, you know? So that's, that's what they do. Yeah. But no, More that's, that was interesting. Me. I, yeah, I was, I was, just remembering that, that video, I think I watched it a couple of years ago
2: yeah and, well,
0: and i'm like those are like razorbacks like
2: yeah. you know
0: and it's obvious it's you know it's, it's on a farm but i, I was just kind of curious yeah. like about the, about the place or whatever so yeah
1: no it's it, that's that's what it is and uh and you know years ago i shot a, a monster with a, with a compound and you know ever since then it's been he's been booked solid like he's it's hard to get in there you know you gotta book your time we, we try to book every winter's awesome like winter's awesome you can see them from so far away, and if you make a poor shot, you can follow good blood in the snow, right? So,
2: oh yeah, yeah yeah.
1: And and since my boy's been able to hunt, we've been going out there, and he hasn't shot a, a boar yet, right? Mm-hmm. So I think this year might be the year. But all yeah. depends on he practices. If he doesn't practice, if he's not shooting his bow when before we go, he's not shooting a pig when we get there. That's that's right. it. Like I'm not yeah. I'm not doing that. I'm not <laughs> doing that, you know, to my pocketbook, or I'm not doing that, you know, to the pig. You know, it's not. That's not fair.
0: No, I, I I agree. Yeah. So your son hunts with you, right? Um, and yeah. I, I've seen him in all the videos and stuff. So how 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 young was? Is he is he your only, or, or do you have do you have other kids that, that don't hunt, or?
1: Well, my I married into an an older daughter, stepdaughter. So she's she's twenty five. My boy is sixteen, and my girl is so. The baby, she doesn't really want to hunt. She thinks they're pretty cute right now at this at this stage, you know. She's yeah. gone, shot shot at gophers and stuff like that, mm-hmm. but now it's like, yeah, they're 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 cute. I don't really want to hunt. And she'll fish, you know. And she'll eat fish and she'll deer and stuff like that, but she doesn't want to kill them, right? So and that's fine. Yeah, that's, yeah. That's, I'm cool with that. That's fine. And the oldest, she's she's actually come out and shot boars with us, you know, when she was twelve, we got her set up with bow, and she brought one of her friends out, and we all shot boars, you know. Yeah. And her friend didn't uh wasn't really a hunter, and got him shooting a bow, and you know, and stuff like that, and we had we had a blast, you know, it was great. Yeah. Got him kind of into hunting and stuff like that, and she likes to hunt. She hasn't done it for a while, but you know, she's talking about getting back into it because her dad, you know hunts and stuff like that so like her real dad not not my me but mm-hmm, mm-hmm. you know she just kind of wants to get into it which is cool which is cool yeah and uh yeah and he's been shooting since birth kind of thing he shot he actually killed a squirrel when he was four years old with a with a recurve we we're at oh really and there was a squirrel. yeah there was a squirrel by the by i'm like sure like like as as though you're going to hit it right so what mm-hmm. i do for the little guys when they're when they're shooting i don't use a field pointer or a, or a, or a bullet practice point or nothing like that i use a broadhead without blades i just use the furl because it's mm-hmm. really sharp and really thin sticks in the target right because a lot of them they would just bounce off they wouldn't stick right like i started using a chisel point uh rocket or whatever it huh. is yeah and they stick into the target so he gets points right it doesn't just bounce off and it's better for him so sure enough, this squirrel, he takes a shot and and uh, misses by, you know, let's say six inches. I mean, this this squirrel's like 10, 10 feet, you know, four yards, five yards or whatever. Mm-hmm. And he shoots once and he's really close. I'm like, wow, that's you're pretty close. So I, I dig in my pocket for my phone. This is when phones could just start recording. Like this <laughs> was a long time ago, right? It would have been crappy video. but So I dig in my phone to pull out my phone. And he turns around. I got him, Dad. I'm like, what? And I look back, and this <laughs> this squirrel is freaking out because he shot him right in the so right into his brain. And he just nerves. I'm like, oh my god, you got him, buddy. And he's nice. four years old. Shot his first squirrel. Like that. That's perfect. you
0: know well, he's he's farther ahead of the game than me as far as the
1: yeah. <laughs> Shoot,
2: <laughs> <video. He curves laughs> Yeah. Uh,
0: squirrels are fun, man. I love <laughs> bow hunting squirrels. I, I I do that with my. Actually, I might go out uh, Friday, the tomorrow. No, yeah, the next day, whatever. I haven't been out in a very, 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 very long time. But um, yeah, I uh, I, I really like hunting them with my compound too. And I've shot a bunch of them with my compound, but even with that, I mean, I mean, those things are so fun to shoot. Cause you get, you'll, you learn stocking, you know, you can, you can stock up yeah. on these things. You learn yeah. how to maneuver through and just kind of get into position and stuff. You learn yeah. and, 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 and you get multiple stocks. And I mean, I've even had it where like, you know, okay, all right, I got you. You know, you, you son of a bitch, I, you're dead to rights. The mm-hmm. arrow's on its way. You know, like 15 yards, maybe. You know, out of a compound, and I've seen him literally. I mean, this this one like sidestepped the arrow. I was looking at it. It was looking at me. This thing's coming straight at it, and it took like one little hop to the left, let the arrow go by, and it just, you know, like haha. Yeah.
1: <laughs> you know, yeah.
0: And it's like, man, they're so they're so much they're so much fun to, and, and that's a yeah. great way to get him into. Oh, yeah. Um, I, I think, you know, in, 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 into hunting, hunting and stuff. just hunting
1: and looking, just, just hunting, looking for animals. Yeah,
0: for yeah, sure. Yeah,
1: exactly. Yeah. yeah, yeah my, my,
0: my daughter doesn't like the woods so much, you know, she's eight. Um yeah. But yeah. she loves all the, the after stuff. Like she, um, we've never butchered a deer together or anything like that. But, you know, she, from... A very very young age like I've, I've taken her fishing i don't really like fishing but you know we go off a dock and catch a couple sunfish and so yeah. she knows where she knows where meat comes from and you know we make like you know the sausages together and and, and grinding meat and all that stuff so she knows like animals die so we live yeah. you know and she's yeah. fine with that she has no issue with that what she just doesn't want to go out in the woods because she just doesn't like the woods okay whatever you know as 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 long as to me you know, I mean, I can spend time with her other ways, you know, oh, yeah. but to me, Absolutely. one of the most important things that she understands, that she doesn't grow up to be one of these people that, that mm-hmm. thinks, you know, food magically appears on, on a styrofoam,
2: and, you know, yeah.
0: styrofoam plate with like a little maxi pad under it to absorb the blood. You know what I mean? Like, it's yeah. just, yeah. that's, you know, so, so she oh, gets yeah. that. So I'm, yeah. I'm happy with that. Yeah.
1: Yeah. That's for sure. You should just, just tell her you need a camera, camera person and they're this camera following me around.
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah. Then yeah, she'll that's, want to be on, you know. And then I, I made a promise to my wife <laughs> that it's like she's like, you know, I'm really not comfortable with you know our kid being on camera. And I said, okay, I won't, I won't film her or yeah. whatever, you know. Just, just yeah, today's yeah. day and age, and you know, out of respect for for that, okay, fine, you know. So I won't. You know, she'll you'll yeah, you'll yeah. rarely see her on anything. You won't see her anything on YouTube or anything like that. But yeah. you know that, that. And then later on, yeah, in a few years when. Whatever that yeah. that's fine. But I'm I'm, yeah. I'm cool uh, with No,
1: that, I but... agree. I agree.
0: Yeah. My, so like
1: my girl there, she she wanted to just be the camera person. She wanted to run the camera.
2: Yeah. <laughs>
1: like she, she yeah might want to take over. The <laughs> yeah.
0: <laughs> <laughs> that's stuff. So so yeah. So so Bo, you hunt with Bo, and uh, he's he's been very very successful too, right? I mean, for uh, yeah, it, it, it seems like for for several years now. So I mean, he's he's got the passion for it, and um you know, uh, we, we talked a little bit earlier, so, you know, this, this year, you, you kind of did a little bit of, um, like, like tough love on him, you know, to kind of,
2: yeah. So <laughs> just yeah, yeah.
0: a, a couple things, that. you know, and, but I guess yeah, he's just at yeah. that age, right? I mean, he's how old is he?
1: growing up. Yeah. He's growing up. He's 16 now. So he yeah, wants yeah. to drive. He's taking his driver training and stuff like that. This COVID kind of slowed everything down with school. They, 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 take driver training in school and it, uh, yeah, mm-hmm. kind of, things down. We weren't in any rush either. So, you know, when we go out hunting and driving the field and stuff like that, he, he'll drive, you know, likes that. So yeah, it's really nice because, uh, and it's all private land, right? So it's like, whatever. She doesn't, farm kids grew up driving when they were five years old. So
0: yeah, I think well, that seems to be the norm with a lot
1: of rural rule. Yeah.
2: yeah.
0: So, okay. Yeah, um, nice. let, let, let's let talk, um, let's talk about your business. Um, you know, when did, when did you start that? I mean, you, you build quivers, you, you build a bunch of other like, like, like bow hanging accessories and that kind of stuff. We can, we can get into
1: all of yeah, those. That's how how did that all start? Basically, just had an idea, had an idea years and years ago, and then just decided, you know, I might as well try to make something, you know, not just for myself. And then it's like, well, maybe we should try selling these things. Right. So then we just started uh you know manufacturing getting laser cut and powder coated and stuff. what we started with we we discontinued because again it doesn't fads come and go kind of thing right so yeah we, we had a bow pod you, you shoot off the bow pod you put two arrows in you rest your hand on it you can shoot really far it holds you steady blah 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 we kind of got rid of that and we have uh hooks that go under your limb bolts so again every bow is different nowadays and some don't even have limb bolts you know they're it's totally different setup, so it's kind of like, yeah, it works on a Hoyt, works on a Matthews, um, para, parallel limbos and stuff like that, mm-hmm. uh, some takedown recurves, anything with a bolt kind of thing. We had we had uh, a hook for it and stuff like that, and it was like, I don't know, 20 bucks for a hook, and what's funny about the hook on your compound is you, you don't notice it until you don't have it. You know what I mean? It's like how, it's like walking around with binoculars. Everybody takes it for granted until you don't have them. Oh yeah. You know, when you're reaching for them, like oh oh shoot, I forgot them in the truck. Then yeah, you really, I really miss want to it. see
0: way over there, but I can't. Yeah.
1: <laughs> right. So that's kind of what it was like. That's that was the realization for me that the hook was a good idea. It was because I got a new bow. I went hunting. I'm like, well, oh, I don't have my hook on because I went hunting before I put a hook on or, or whatever. And I'm like, wow, I really used the hook and it, it was a good idea and it worked well.
0: Is that for hanging in the tree if you don't have a, um, yeah. hang it on a limb yeah. or, or?
1: On a limb, yeah. You can hang it on like a two inch branch or whatever. But you, I mean, everybody has something you screw into the tree, stuff like that. But this was for kind of running and gunning for rattling deer and stuff like that. So you're walking in the bush and you're going to get set up. Who wants to stop, screw something into the tree to yeah. hang your boat, right? So you just walk into the bush, knock an arrow, hang your boat. And it was, you can be super windy. It didn't matter. Your arrow stayed on, the bow stayed up. And you're not busting a branch to put it through the limb. You yeah. know, bows are, you know, a thousand bucks. You don't want to be hanging your $1,000 bow by, uh, you know, your $150 string or your $200 cam, you know, stuff like that. So
2: mm-hmm.
1: we kind of, the the hook takes all the wear and tear. You can pound a nail into the wall and hang your bow without wrecking your bow, right? Right. So you, you can just hang it on any branch, and again, I found that to be super useful. We've seen a deer, you know. So we snuck in. I knocked an arrow, hung my bow, rattled the deer. The deer came to me. I put the antlers on the ground, grabbed my bow, and shot the deer with the compound. And it was like, wow, this hook works. It just works, right? For what you need, like it's all it's all relative. I mean, some places you you don't even have a you don't even have a branch big enough to hang it, right? So you have right. to screw something in you know, but I mean, it, it worked, it worked well, but now, now I'm I'm focusing more on the traditional side of things and making quivers, custom making quivers. So if you, you know, our, our quivers are like, they're good. Like I don't don't need to make my chest, a but they're they're pretty good. They're solid, they strap on, they're super adjustable. If your bow's got a short riser, they work, They don't slide on, so they don't slide off when you're shooting. Mm -hmm. Uh, With a short riser bow, if you have a slide-on quiver, your arrows are sticking in the dirt because the riser is so small, that arrow's on the bottom pretty far. Yeah. So, you know, we just – basically, I just saw, right, arrow grippers rock solid. The foam is a 3D foam, like the same 3D foam that's on your – in your targets, Right. Mm-hmm. And your your holes are predetermined. So, and that's another thing I didn't like about some some other uh, quivers is you just give them a piece of foam and they're supposed to mark where their arrows go and stuff like that. Where I, I eliminated that. I, I solved the problem because I know a lot of guys who just shove their their arrows in their hood and their fletchings touching and it's noisy and loud. Mm-hmm. You know I I just didn't like that. You know. It could be a little OCD where, like, when I would get a new hood, like, I bought Cellways for years. Like, they're they're a great quiver, like, really good quiver. But that was that was one of the problems. They slid off, and the foam would wear out. And you know, you just keep shoving these in different spots and keep wearing the foam out because your arrow keeps falling out because of the foam, right? Mm So, I'm just trying to solve different problems. And again, made it for myself. And then I'm like, you know what? This is this is quality so i'd like to share it with others and you know give a couple to my buddies and this now and, and they're like you know this this is good we should you know you should really start marketing these so then that's when i got serious about the whole instagram thing and starting the trad life videos and stuff like that so yeah and you
0: got a great video on on uh how to attach your quiver too i was watching that one uh yeah about, about inspo, a few weeks yeah. ago or whatever um and you go through all of that of how you attach it to the bow um you know just just all the features that, that you just literally just talked about you know with the, yeah. with the foam and things yeah. like that and how the, the the slits are like pre-cut and, and it kind of keeps your um it actually keeps your your fletchings from touching on the other end of it so yeah you yeah, know definitely yeah. go check that out yeah do you um and there and
1: they're, and they're good. it's all and it's all custom like it's not like I got 20 of them sitting here and you just pick one and away you go it's like pick the color you want if you want to mix and match colors it's totally up to you or you know guys want different color thread so I'll try to order a different color thread for them and stuff mm-hmm. like that it's 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 custom right and and in February this year uh, we're coming out with our three blade hood like right now these these they're a little thinner hood for two blades and and field points and stuff like that mm-hmm. whereas we're coming out with a with a three blade yeah you know a decent size hood and, and you can mix and match those colors too so guys just have to watch for that that's not that's not ready just yet like because it's a lot of work like you're casting and and you're you're sculpting and casting foam and stuff like that nothing's made in china nothing's 3d printed or anything like that you know it's drawn on paper and you know, whittled out and then casted, kind of thing, right? So it's
0: yeah,
1: it's, it's a little bit of time. Can you Probably do
0: um custom designs on the hood too? Or uh...
1: um, some guys that like to do their own leather work they they purchased and they just did their own leather work,
2: yeah,
1: right? I'm, I'm pretty flexible with whatever. It's not like oh, it's got to say gunshy archery on it, or, or I'm not gonna sell it. Like, mm-hmm. no, it's I'm cool, whatever, right.
0: So. No, I mean it seems like a pretty solid product too. Like I've I've never actually seen one. Um, not that there's a ton of trad bows that I run into, you know, in my in my <laughs> daily travels anyway. Um, you know, even that, even yeah. locally, there's a bunch of guys that shoot them, you know. But um, yeah, just just from from what I see, it's um, uh, so so. Is that that's the, I'm guessing that's like your main your main product, right? Anything else yeah, um, you guys yeah. sell too? Because you said you yeah. got rid of the bow hook.
1: Yeah. Well, we still have the bow hook basically just going to sell off what i what i have in stock I'll probably okay. be redoing be, just because every bow different man like it's crazy and and limb angle and stuff like that you got to take it all into consideration and and it it's uh it's too much yeah you know i'm losing focus on that so I'll just i, I just want to focus on the quivers right now like you know the quivers, and they take a long time to make it's not like oh you know just i'll have it ready tomorrow afternoon you can I'll ship it tomorrow afternoon. You know, I'll, I'll cut up a bunch of leather, stamp a bunch of leather, and then when guys order it, I'll we'll dye it and then we'll stitch it and stuff like that, right? So. Yeah. Yeah.
0: No. Cu- I mean, custom. It's like anything else. Custom. You gotta. You know. You
2: got
0: Yeah. <laughs> it's not. It's not. It's not immediate. You know. You can't, yeah. you can't just have it show up on Amazon the next day.
2: Yeah.
0: And and be pissed I off mean, that I, hey why is it here.
1: I could do that. I could just stock a whole bunch of stuff, but it's yeah. not. You know, what? I, this this is how I roll. If you order a black quiver or a brown quiver, or light brown, medium brown, dark brown, and black, those are my colors, essentially. So you order a medium brown, I'll take pictures of it, and I'll send you the pictures of the quiver completely done, and if you like it, then you pay. If you don't like it, you don't pay. Then we'll make hmm. you a different one, right? Because okay. leather has different characteristics. Sometimes there's scarring and this and that, and sometimes you dye it, and it, it brings out different looks on, on the leather. So... Mm-hmm. It either looks... Either you like it or you don't. And I haven't had anybody yet say, yeah, I don't really like that one. Just make me a different one. Not yet. I'm not saying it won't happen, but knock on wood. I think guys that are ordering
0: this type of, you know, customized stuff, you know, especially in our traditional space or in the traditional space, they expect that, you know, unless it's like an obvious, like horrible blemish of some sort, you know what I mean? That's kind of like the the cachet of, of of what they're buying too it's like oh this is this is unique you know there are others like it but this one right, is mine exactly. you know kind of thing so right, no that's yeah. that's 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 great um so is that is that like your is that your primary business or is this like is this um like it's just a gig right and yeah I'm, I'm
1: working a metal shop steel steel fab shop and uh, okay. supervisor on the the break so that's I kind of got hooked up with those guys they were doing all the laser cutting of my uh products yep right and i worked at uh Evraz at the time and i hated Everaz. i i just hated working you know night shift day shift night shift day shift like you, you know you made these but it was it was killer on your family life and it slowly killed you period like shift work is not at all for me so i was dropping stuff off at the steel shop to get some laser cut, some laser cutting, cutting done, and I said, "Hey, you guys hiring?" <laughs> and he said, "Yeah, we're looking for one guy." I said, "Perfect." Also, and you know, I've been there for like <laughs> over six years, so
0: You're like, I'm here. I'm
1: here. <laughs> yeah, I'll start tomorrow. Yeah, well, a lot awesome. plants. I don't care.
0: <laughs> yeah, no, I mean, I just recently and, made and, a <clears throat> a job change too, and it's um, I'm I'm getting used to new stuff because I'm the, the shift I'm on now is like I, we do three twelves, you know which, um, you know, Saturday, Sunday, Monday is when I'm working 12 hours, but you get paid for 40 and then you can do overtime if you want. Um, and that gives me Tuesday through Friday, you know, free basically. Mm -hmm. Um, you know, that, that might change as far as, you know, but it's, yeah, it's, it's, this has nothing to do with archery, but it's, it's kind of just kind of what you, what you mentioned there, you know, when you're used to a different schedule for so long, um, you know, something like. You know, different, like sh- like you said, shift work. You know what I mean? If you if you don't come yeah. from that from that environment, you're like, oh, okay, so this this is this is what other people do. You know, it's it's okay. Well, I'm on board. Let, let's give it a shot. You know, something new. So yeah, yeah.
1: yeah. And, I, and so, I found life life's too but, short, man. Life, no, you know, I, absolutely, absolutely. To suffer just to suffer for a, a decent paycheck is ridiculous. That's yeah, utterly ridiculous. Yeah. It's just pure suicide right there. You know. Like find a job that you that you want to do that you know you enjoy going to and it, it's it's not it's not bad you know you want to get up you want to go to work kind of thing right you know people yeah, get I, up, I oh, I go I work.
0: I mean I I like my old job like I, said, I was a mechanic but um, we traveled a lot um, you know so my daughter's eight and I've probably it's weird because um, I you know I've probably missed almost half her life by this point you know. Mm, um yeah. just just from being gone for for so long you know i'd be gone every other week and you're gone for maybe anywhere from five to ten days or or more at a time and uh and i had been doing it for 20 years you know and it's really? you, you get comfortable you're like oh i'm making a good living and this and that and it's hard mm. to do this shit or get off the pot kind of thing and yeah. so my hand was forced you know where you know i got the that part of the team that i was working for you know shut down after you know for forever basically and uh it's like okay well i need to go find something new and it hasn't and i wanted to have nothing to do with racing nothing to do with race cars nothing to do with you know that and um i was able to you know luckily transition into something very very local here. It's literally five miles away and i'm home every night you know
2: yeah
0: um And again, I'm literally like less than a month into this, you know, this, this happened just over the, over the winter. So, um, yeah, it's, but yeah, it's, it's like, okay, you know, you, you you need to do something uh, different for your future and you know, that of your kids, especially if you have like younger kids, you know, I mean, my daughter and I, we have, we have a fantastic relationship, you know, so nothing has suffered. It's more, my wife has taken the brunt of me being gone so long you yeah. know okay. so now you know <laughs> bless her heart so now it's kind of like time to repay the you know repay the favor but uh um, yeah
1: and, and yeah that's that's a perfect shift for you
0: right? yeah yeah for now yeah. for now but uh you know it, it's still kind of tough on her too because she works overnight so like she's gone now you know oh, yeah, so yeah. so she so we basically pass each other you know like hi bye yeah. Yeah. <laughs> you for know but um days, hey. Yeah, yeah. For a couple of days, again, it's it's so new that we're we're adjusting, and you know, and she's kind of adjusting to me being home all the time now, <laughs> yeah. for yeah. forever. You know, your I've been gone a lot. Bigger, yeah.
1: <laughs>
0: <laughs> so anyway, um, okay. Oh, it's cool. So I want I want to kind of kind of quickly get into your um your your equipment here of what what you're shooting. Um, you are, I think I've I've seen you exclu- not exclusively, but mostly shoot a a, a big stick, right? Yeah, yeah.
1: Well, I shot Caribou. Well, I shot I well years ago. I shot Martin and stuff like that, and uh, the Sage and stuff like that, and mm-hmm. PSC takedowns, and I dabbled in everything: uh, bear, grizzly, and Kodiak, and stuff like that. Yep, it's all it's all awesome. It, it doesn't really matter. You just got to find one that you like to shoot. Yeah, you know, it doesn't matter cost or or how much weight you're pulling. Back in the day, it was always oh, you want to shoot a faster bow, more poundage. Mm -hmm. Just makes sense, doesn't it? (laughs) And now it's like, you know, different limbs and this and that and more curve and all this other stuff. But yeah, bottom, like at the end of the day, if you can hit what you're looking at, that's the bow you want to shoot. Right. Right. And you, it has to just feel good. It has to feel like you want to shoot that bow. And I've seen big stick, you know, instagram some videos and stuff like that and you know bob knows what he's doing he's he's built hundreds of bows and i'm like you know what i'll try it i'll do it i'll bite the bullet pay pay the custom built bow price and i'm glad i did and then i bought another one right because i i'm not gonna say i overbowed myself i was shooting i think 50 55 or 27 or something like that or mm-hmm. 54 or 27 i don't even know that's how much i you know whatever but you can make any bow shoot straight just by changing brace height and arrow tip weight and stuff like that and you know you're you've been shooting for how long a a trad bow um four years yeah yeah like you you, you've been around the block like you kind of know what's going on yeah if you want to straighten stuff out you, you point weight or arrow length or brace height and stuff like that yeah and Yeah, so you can make any bow shoot straight as long as you got the proper spined arrow that you can tinker and play with, right? So, Mm -hmm. but what I what I've been doing is I would always snap shoot. I was always a snap shooter because I started with a sixty pound recurve. Sixty pound recurves like a man killer, right? You can't hold that for too long at peak weight. Yeah, you can pull a compound back at sixty pounds or eighty pounds, but you know, eighty percent let off. Like, yeah, you can. You're holding I'm 12 holding pounds, yeah, it. yeah, yeah, exactly. So a 60 pound recurve is a man's bow, yeah. And I was I, I learned to shoot quick because I couldn't hold it, so I started snap shooting, but I shot all the time, so I could shoot well snap shooting, and that's just how I shot, you know. Yeah. That's how, you know, I didn't read books on how to shoot better and this and that because I shot I shot good, um, won lots of 3ds and stuff like that, and so I shot fine didn't think anything anything of it you know but then you get excited and you're not thinking and you just pull back and shoot and then you miss then you miss and you miss and it's like okay man i gotta i gotta figure some shit out because i'm not missing anymore yeah right and i missed a big mule deer snap shooting i don't know five years ago let's say like 40 yards and uh, yeah after that i'm like you know what i'm gonna buy a lighter bow and practice anchoring not necessarily aiming but at like 50 yards or 40 yards i want to use my point for reference at that distance right Mm -hmm. and because i want to kill something at 40 yards if i have to right compound that's a chip shot right like i've shot so much stuff with the compound far away like i've shot six elk at like 70 and 80 yards It's not, it's not, it it became, how far can I shoot? You know what I mean? Because you're so efficient and you can shoot really accurate, really far. But the problem is when I've been, I've been really blessed, everything far away I've shot and I've I've got kind of thing. I haven't really wounded anything at like, you know, like 60, 70 yards, 20 yards. Yeah. You hit a branch, stuff like that. Things happen. But (laughs) fortunately, you know, the one year I I shot an elk at, 79 yards a little low went through the leg and then she bounded it off and stopped and then i snuck up another 10 yards and then i got her i and then i was at 82 and then i drilled her you know just mm-hmm. but that's that's compound efficiency right and they're super yeah. fast tons of energy downrange so but shooting compound or shooting trad bow 40 yards is super far shot right that's that's a far shot but i want to be able to make that shot I want a yeah. good front and center, good good straight arrow, and you know, just just shoot. Don't be scared because you have enter- You have you shooting like a six hundred grain arrow. You can you can do it, right? So
2: yeah.
0: So have, have you? To, I'm gonna ask you. you know, have you have doing. you ever missed the bail in the back of your truck?
1: <laughs> oh yeah, I, <laughs> like you know what I'm talking about. Skipped off. <laughs> I skipped off the tailgate and hit my my. Uh, uh my license plate you know oh really yeah but you you do focus i'll tell you that Uh, that's yeah Yep, yep. If
0: people don't know what we're talking about, you've you. I haven't seen you do one in a while, but you used to post videos of you yeah. with, with a big like hay bale, I think, right? Hay bale no, or the, or target the, or something. Target
1: in the back of the truck, yeah.
0: Back in the here box of the truck, truck, yeah. Yep. Tailgate down, and yeah, I don't know yeah. how far you are because like distances always seem like way yeah. exaggerated, you know, in in um on camera.
1: Usually, on yeah, I usually say how far i am i'll take a couple videos one's usually 20 and then 30 and 40 or something like that but oh yeah, geez yeah when i shot the 40 i think i think it was a 40 I, sh- I skipped it off the i shot low off the tailgate and hit my plate <laughs> and stuff like that but
0: <laughs> well at least but it, it's, i'm, it's, I'm always thinking it's gonna skip it's gonna hit like like the tailgate and skip up into your yeah. uh into your well, uh, uh, rear the, rear yeah window or off something off the top but, of
1: the thing or something yeah you know? but you can't <laughs> think like that you have to you have to yeah. Be confident in your, in your setup. Like 20 yards shooting a target that big in your truck, you should never miss. Like you should never, ever, 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 ever miss that huge target in the vacuum truck. If you're going to go shoot a deer at 20 yards, you shouldn't, you shouldn't be scared to miss the deer.
2: Right? Right. right.
1: You should be that confident that you're never going to miss. And the, the target's like, what, 20 by 20, something like that, maybe yeah. more,
2: Giant. maybe yeah. two
1: feet by two feet. You should never be worried that you're going to miss that at 20 or 30 yards. Like you should, you just shouldn't. You know what I mean? Like you should be that confident that because you're shooting at an animal and you want to be super accurate on the animal, you don't want to be shooting a foot left or a foot right because you're just going to be guts or front shoulder and never find them. Right. You you, You should you should shoot so much that you've got that much confidence in your setup. You know, and then when that deer walks out, you have the confidence, right? i think 3d targets you know yeah i think
0: i think <laughs> three yeah i think 3d targets help with that too because oh
1: for
0: sure you yeah, know it's, um, it's one thing when you've got like a four foot by four foot like target bale you know yes. or the archery yeah. range or whatever whatever it happens to be or, or or a hay bale whatever it is but it's giant right where yeah. it's like okay you're aiming at like a tiny little dot or even a piece of paper or a cup or something like that or you know yeah. but you're like, oh, if I miss, I have this huge yeah. backstop and I'm mm-hmm. not going to lose this arrow. But how, how confident are you really in the shot when there's, you know, the chance of you losing a, anywhere from $10 to $30 arrow, depending on what kind of arrow it is and components and brought it, whatever. Yeah. And you miss this 3D deer. Yeah, exactly. And it goes. And I mean, you and I both know anybody who, who shot, you know, anything really that, that miss. You're never finding those arrows, even yeah, if you not, see where the thing hit, you know, yeah, even in usually. snow, right? You're like, yeah. I, I saw it hit. You'll never find that. And if, if it's in the summer, even like, I don't know how the soil is over here, but I mean, just anywhere, normal grass here, if it yeah. hits like almost, you know, kind of like parallelish, ish that that thing submarines. And I don't know how yeah. deep and how far it goes. I've never, yeah. I'm like, I've seen them hit and I, I, I've, I've raked the ground. I've dug the ground. Yeah. I mean, they're, they're gone. Forget it. You yeah. know what I mean? So yeah you know, that's, how confident yeah. are you really willing to lose this arrow? And that sh- I think that should be like a gut check for hmm, how mm-hmm. confident am I willing to lose or, you know, lose a deer, you know, if you're trying to be selfish about yeah. it,
2: which exactly. you'd be
0: really yeah. thinking is wounding a deer kind of thing, you know, yeah. but yeah, that's, um, yeah, I, I'm, but I'm still not going to be shooting in the back of my truck. Am I?
2: Yeah. Well,
0: I don't have a truck. It'd be a Hyundai Elantra and have a whole lot, a whole lot. <laughs>
2: yeah. Of <laughs>
0: What what are the um I was gonna ask you when, when we were talking about just the bows a little bit ago, what are the main like attributes that you look for in a bow? Like what what, what are the you know is it is it size is it grip is it uh, I don't know looks well, I mean what's what kind of screams to you
1: like oh this fits me? Well the the uh, I, my first bow from uh, Big Stick there it was a sixty two inch Assassin. And it was one of the first two-piece takedowns he's made, so the, the grip is a little bit bigger, and I knew that when he when we were talking and stuff like that, and uh, it was fine. Like I like the two-piece. I'm um, I'm a firm believer. If you're gonna buy a bow, you, you should get one that comes apart. It's just it's just super cool for for hunting, for getting in on pack hunts and stuff like that. In a, in a canoe, in your vehicle, it's just super cool, right? Um, like even a three-piece is fine, right? I just like them when they come apart and go in your pack I think Mm. that's just super cool Uh, The second Gremlin I bought um, It's got a smaller grip It's a little bit lighter weight Uh, I think it's like 47 at 27 something like that And lighter weight bow Smaller grip and just Super comfortable to shoot Like really really comfortable to shoot And it's a shorter bow it's a 60 Or a 50 58 maybe i don't even know and uh they're just it's just fun i just wanted a bow i could shoot all day and get really really good at right yeah and it's it's awesome like i love the grip and it's two-piece it's old-school camouflage it's it's and i'm not a i'm not a trophy wife kind of person like my truck is is a tool it's not a big shiny truck that i'm not scared to shoot at it's a tool. Uh, I don't get too attached to it, you know what I mean? Like it's not like, oh, I gotta wash it every four days. I'm not. That's not me, right? It's, yeah. you know, because I'd be I'd be washing it every two days because it's always dirty because we're always going in the bush, right? So yeah, I'm not scared to just get it scratched. So I'm the same with my bows, and and that's one, one another thing with our quiver is it's pretty durable, you know, it's solid, and I'm not worried about it, you know. the only, The only thing is with with the leather hoods it's leather right if you're rough on it it's going to show it right? mm-hmm. that's that's only one drawback about leather is it's leather you know um but the bow my bow nice small grip you know after i shot the long bows for a while i go back and just shoot my caribou Caribou's awesome you know uh, they're
0: beautiful i oh, i would love
1: yeah. to uh test <laughs> drive amazing. one of those things you know oh yeah they're good they're good no doubt. I still like. I still have my caribou. Uh My buddy shoots caribou as well. Like Carabo's great. Abe's awesome. And you know, I just wanted. A, I always wanted a two-piece longbow. So that's how I started with with Big Stick and mm-hmm. good bows, right? And it's two-piece. Uh, Abe makes two pieces as well, but uh, I don't know. I just like. I like Big Stick. It's it's pretty pretty sweet little bow. I shot a shot my mule deer this year with it at like 36 yards or something like that
2: mm-hmm. you
1: know 40 again 40 47 48 pounds and it again shot a little bit far back but he turned and was taken off at the shot right so stuff happens and uh yeah
0: but are you uh are you gonna you try go? out that hit man that he's got or because uh, that's like the replacement for the um yeah, the assassin. assassin right
1: yeah were you liking that smaller? I'm liking that small Gremlin. Yeah, that's yeah, that's pretty. That's something. Like, so that yeah. So anyway, you shoot a longbow and then you go back to shooting a recurve. The limbs resonate in your hand after the shot.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: Whereas the the longbow, it's like boom, gone. Very little hand. There's a hand shock like with any bow, but nothing crazy. You know, not like the old Martin pioneers or mountaineers or whatever those man killers were you know kills your elbow when you shoot it but <laughs> you shoot you go you shoot a good longbow and then you shoot a, a recurve you can really feel the difference like if you're aware and you're consciously thinking about the feel there is way more residual noise and sound or noise and feel in your hand after the shot with a recurve Yeah, it's
0: funny you say that because a lot of people say that about longbows too. You know, it's um, kind of – and it's always been like the – I don't know the the myth or whatever, whether it's a myth or not. Especially with like a D with a like a D style, you know, like yeah, a hill style. Yeah, those ones. You know?
1: Yeah,
0: that's what I'm saying. Those are, those are something else. But then everyone says go shoot a, a northern mist, and you know th- that's a longbow done right. And I've never shot one. You know, um, I've never shot uh, I've never shot any of Bob's bows either. I've never shot uh, any of the big stick stuff. But yeah. looking at um, that grip, I, like I like a. I like a flat grip, you know, yeah. I like a bit of a locator and it's, he, his grips look to me like, like pretty sweet. You know, like I, I could probably, you know, it would probably fit my palm very well because that's kind of yeah. what I like to see. um, You know, like I said, I've only been doing this four years, but I've had enough, I've bought and sold enough bows. Um, and I just recently kind of did a podcast about this. Like, Hey, you know, you always kind of circle back around to like, these are the attributes I'm looking for. I, I stray away. I try something new and I always come back to you know, it's got to be this length or it's got to have this kind of feel and it's got to have this kind of grip and that kind of thing. So, um, you know, the, the, the beautiful part is, well, I, I don't have the money for all of them, but there's so many bows to try. Mm, yeah. <laughs> yeah. You know?
2: Yeah. That, that, that'd be
0: not uh, cheap. No, no, they're not. And it's, they're you know, we, we kind of no, make fun no. of the... Um, uh, I don't know if they didn't do this in the past, you know, but nowadays, um, you know how, like, a lot of the the compound guys will be like, they'll buy like the latest and greatest bow drop 1500, two yeah. grand on everything. And then mm. it's so passe the next season. It's, you know, oh, that's last year. You know, they sell it, they yeah. take like an $800 hit on a, on a $1,500 yeah. bow. You know, oh. <laughs> and the trad guys used to be like, I've been shooting this since 1965. You know what I mean? Yeah. But, but it seems like now guys are doing the same thing. They're like, oh, yeah. well, I'm buying this. Now I'm buying this. Oh, but you know, and you know, I'm buying a bow from this boy or now and I'm, you know what I mean? So, yeah. and more power to them. I, I love, you know, I can't be, I try, but I can't be that, you know, one bow, one bow guy, you know? Um, yeah. I, I just, yeah. I just, I just, I no just like shooting, shooting too much, but, um, um, yeah. What else going I gonna ask you? Oh, um. So, oh, you so you're you're in like the high 40s. You said something like that, 48, 50 yeah. pounds somewhere around there. Yeah. What do you uh? Do you have a preference for arrow and in broadhead or
1: um? Just a two blade. Like I'm not hard set on any any broadhead. Any any two blade. That's a solid solid blade's really nice because it's quieter. Um. Yeah. Something that's tunable basically. Okay. You know, like Magnus makes a good one. Northern makes a good one. Even like Dirt was really good too. You know. Well, what's your experience with really, those? Oh, they're they're fine. They're good. They're just they're vented blades, so they're a little bit loud. They they're a shorter like they're not like the tra- traditional you want three to one, right? The old mm-hmm. Ashby rule kind of thing. And yeah, they were fine. Like I shot I shot bears with them and stuff like that. But they Did got they the spin straight for blade. you
0: yeah they did yeah okay yeah. i used to shoot them out of a compound and you know some packs were good and some packs were not so good you know so oh, yeah. I, I was i was just curious was what it, year
1: was it the was it the broadhead or was it the uh the insert in your arrow
0: well that's a good question um, right because sometimes yeah, i i don't know yeah, yeah back, back then i don't just... know i wasn't that in I, I was i wasn't as geeked out in in yeah. tuning and yeah. making sure everything is just you know perfect in yeah. this and that and that's what i was yeah. still kind of learning learning the quote-unquote craft you know of, yeah. of, of tuning and things like that so I, I don't know i was just i was just curious about your your experience with them
1: yeah no like everyone i screwed on was pretty pretty straight pretty straight yeah and uh yeah like they they kill stuff you know <laughs> They <kill laughs> just gotta stuff. be in the right spot
0: yeah what uh are you are you any kind of advocate for you know light heavy foc not foc
1: or just just make them fly just, just a straight arrow yeah. You know, uh, front of center helps you with a little more wind, you know, wind drift and stuff like that. You know, it's like throw, it's like throwing a ball with a ribbon tied to it. It just, mm-hmm. it, it's going to go straight. Arrow's going to follow it. Right. Right. So front of center helps you, but I'm not like, oh, you got to have this. It's like, eh, whatever. If you can get a 200 grain broadhead to fly for you without shooting a telephone pole, mm-hmm. then yeah, for sure.
0: Yeah, I I ask because um, you maybe I'm assuming, but to me Saskatchewan's windy, right? I always think of like wind too, like yeah. a prairie kind of thing. Yeah. So um, there's this you know debate. There's always a debate, but there's a debate now where there's kind of like an anti-FOC kind of backlash, you know, kind of Already, thing, We're like whoa, yeah. whoa, let's kind of rein this in a little bit. And again, I don't have the experience with 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 yeah. it. Um,
1: and so And I, I think that's what it is. I think I think that's all it is. The guys that don't have the experience with it are like. They don't want change, and they're like, "Yeah, mm-hmm. you don't need it. It's 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 bad," but it's yeah, not yeah. bad. It just takes a long time to get arrows to fly good with a super heavy front and center, right?
0: Yeah, I was just curious if, like, in high wind conditions, you know, the, some of the, the it, things you hear yeah. nowadays is it too much of a high FOC makes the back end of the the back end of the arrow lighter and you know then it kicks the back end of that arrow around like the front's going where it's going because it's got all that weight but then when it hits the animal it's hitting at an angle and not dead straight you know for penetration but you know in my mind what's worse if the whole arrow drifts and hits back or if the you know the front hits where it's supposed to but it's hit catawampus and again i don't have an opinion because i don't have the experience i'm just i'm just curious if you do
1: no it's like again that's personal preference right yeah what do you, What do you do there's no right or wrong
2: Yeah. You know, hmm. okay
0: yeah just 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 curious i mean we can go we can go all all over there <laughs>
1: yeah no, <laughs> we're,
0: no, we're no, not okay. going to solve yeah. it here you know I, I was just i was just um because c- y- you know you hear it from compound guys too especially out west when they're shooting well like you said when you're shooting like really long distances um you know and they i don't think have been chasing foc like uh, the trad guys have, you know, maybe now yeah. they're getting into it, but forever, like you didn't hear anything about that kind of stuff. and but they've been shooting, you know, stuff at long ranges for a long, long time with probably, you know, arrows into you know 10 to 12 percent FOC range, you know, whatever yeah. it falls in, where you just shoot, you know, an arrow with uh, you know a, tw- a tw- 20 grain insert and 100 100 grain or 125 grain broadhead, whatever that gets you, which is not much, you know. Whereas, you know, for like I said, for for me um you know I, I end up with quite a bit of weight on the front but i'm not really chasing foc it's just what seems to fly best for me with with you know the the length of the arrow that i have poundage and, and all that stuff i'm shooting and spine so um yeah i i i tell you this much i'd certainly like to test it on a whole lot more animals that come trotting in front of me
1: <laughs> yeah that's the
0: hardest <laughs> kids seem to make that happen so yeah well yeah, um cool. So, we're, man, we're almost like an hour and a half into this. Is there anything else you wanted to touch
1: on? I don't <laughs> want to keep it too late here. I mean, we can... No, no, I'm pretty good, man.
0: Yeah? Um, do you want to uh, kind of throw out your uh, your stuff again and where people can follow you and buy your stuff and, um, Yeah, just to insta, all that stuff?
1: Yeah, just uh, message me on Instagram is probably the easiest or throw me an email, GunShine99 at Hotmail.com or... Go to our website. There, contact information's all there. So yeah, basically okay. just custom covers. We're kind of weeding out the the compound crap, if you will. <laughs>
0: <laughs> yeah. Um, okay. Yeah. So Gunshare archery products. Uh, like I said, I definitely follow you. Go go watch. Go watch the YouTube channel. Um, you got some great stuff out there. Uh, I, I really enjoy watching your stuff. And uh, you know, you got some great you know kind of shorter videos on on Instagram as well. Lots of very yeah, good a little features. bit, Yeah. You know, um, if uh, if and by the way, I
1: think training tips for the boy.
0: (laughs) Yes, I was going to say you if, if anybody needs to get their ass in shape, all you need to do is break the law a little bit. You know, the yeah. dad's lawn to the roof, and this guy will get you up and throw cold water on you, <laughs>
2: yeah, <laughs> and we'll, make we'll you lift up. weights we at
0: 5 a.m. And I guarantee yeah. you, you've got a second second job as a personal trainer if
2: uh, <laughs> yeah. if, it, if
0: the machine shop thing ever uh, falls through.
2: <laughs> yeah, no doubt. Yeah. <laughs>
0: so yeah, that's that's been kind of that's been kind of neat to watch. So, well, yeah. all right, man. Um, stick with me here. I appreciate you. Uh, I appreciate you coming on. Um, Hold on while I, when I, after we the yes. recording, so, uh, thanks everybody for listening. Um, you know, go, go check out, you know, archery, trad life, trad life TV is what it's on, on Instagram. Uh, go check out, uh, Bohoning Soul YouTube channel. Uh, and please like, share
2: and subscribe. And I will talk to you guys later. Thanks. Thanks.